Welcome to Invest Stories, a podcast about real stories, real estate, and taking real action. Join hosts John Cooper and Kyle Robertson as they talk investing, mindset, and taking that first step. We all have a story. What's yours? The Invest Stories Podcast. Booyah. 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 Hey, Kyle, how are you? Great, John. Wait, how I didn't you? do the Welcome to Investories podcast. Oh, let's back up. Go ahead. Welcome to the Investories podcast. <laughs> I'm John Hooper, your host, and with me is Kyle Robertson. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, you were out last week. I was. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, out. Where were we you? went down to Mexico? Yeah, we went to Mexico. Took the kids out of the country for the very first for their very first time, and uh, that was a blast. We took You're a on cruise. Your yacht, right? We were. Yeah, yeah, my yacht. Yeah, it's, I told the kids, because we got to see a lot of yachts on this cruise, I told them, mine's on order, be here in about 30 years, but uh, they're, they're, there's some super fancy, nice stuff at some of these ports. It was cool to watch. Yeah, that's where, I, who knows where that money comes from? Let's not speculate. <laughs> right. We thought they were all, uh, you know, Russian oligarchs over here. That's where they're hiding out is Trying on the coast hide of Mexico. somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so today on the pod, we've got uh, Karen Hall. Uh, who is uh, the founder of Udirect IRA. Uh, it's a bit of a different episode today. Uh, we're going to talk all about retirement. Who doesn't want to retire? Kyle's already retired, so that's good. Yeah, right. Um, but really about the, the self-directed IRA product, which is all about um, controlling, not just throwing your money in the stock market with the 401k kind of product, but being able to invest in all sorts of things uh, from real estate to crypto, um, so I have a, have one of those accounts, and it's it's super interesting and kind of gets you thinking and um, challenges you to kind of make your money work for you rather than just kind of sat on it and hoping the market does its thing, which is kind of cool. Yeah, super cool. And so I am not a, a retirement account guy. Um, but like probably most people listening to this, I still fall into that category because I have one from a W-2 that I previously used to work at. And I... I am a, a real estate investor by trade now, but I still have that account. I never cashed it out. And so although I wouldn't go out and open my own, I learned a lot of things today about Roth IRAs or self-directed IRAs that could be super beneficial for people like me and for people, you know, other listeners who are like, hey, I don't want to go open a retire. I'm 40 years old, but hey, you know, if you've had this account sitting by, this would be a really good option for a conversion pay the taxes now so that all the money after that, you know, if whenever you pull out your Roth, say in 30, 40 years, you don't have taxes on it anymore, which is, could be super beneficial. So uh, lots of really good stuff that Karin told us about today. Yeah. A lot of techniques and tactics that you can kind of use from, from early on and figuring out how to get your, get your money working for you, which is always a good thing. Before we jump into the episode, I did want to say, Hey, give us a five-star review on wherever you're listening to this. Um, and, if you're watching it on YouTube, poor you, um, seeing our faces. <laughs> but if you are, you know, please do like, subscribe, um, share, whatever. Uh, it all helps us. And uh, why not connect with us on Instagram, Investories Pod. Uh, and if you have any questions or suggested guests or, or you're a guest that wants to come on, uh, reach out to us and come say hi. And, uh, yeah, we'll get you on and hang out and uh, have, hopefully have some, maybe have some fun, Kyle. Who knows? Always, always have some fun, yeah. Excellent. There we go. Well, without further ado, here's Kyle. Booyah. Welcome to the Investories podcast. Hi, Kyle. Whoa, man. That is... That's kind of robotic, right? I was trying to emulate chat GPT. Oh, 
Are you going to die now? Sure. Sure. That was terrible. No, I'm kidding. It was good. How you doing? Good, man. Doing really good. Good. I'm getting ready to leave and my kids are having a, uh, let's see, it's a movie night at their school on a Friday night. Nice. So uh, me and my three kids are going to go sit on the really hard gym floor and for two hours and watch kids movies. So I'm super excited. What movie is it? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. I think it's a Disney movie. Okay. Yeah, That's I mean, cool. it's Disney. You can't not like Disney. It's, yeah, they're all good. That sounds super fun. I'm going to go and get a pizza and a beer. Ooh, oh, which that doesn't I sound probably, near as fun as a Disney yeah. movie in a gym at an elementary school. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so we're going to be quick because we've got to both dash out of here. First of all, thank you so much to our listeners for for really listening to the show and, and helping us grow and um, leaving us a ton of great reviews. And if you haven't done any of that, do it. Do it right now. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Today we've got Noah Evans. Noah's a friend of yours in one of your groups, right? Uh, he's done it all, really. Um, grown a, a flipping business, wholesale, um, and talks a lot about quitting your W-2, which is a lot of people listening to this is probably probably going to ring true to. And um, yeah, so it's a, it's kind of a, a wide-ranging but focused interview. Does that make sense, yeah, Kyle? No, sure. it does. When you listen to it, it makes absolute sense because... Because Noah's done a lot, and uh, and he's he's been super successful, and he's failed, and he's got a very realistic story. He's not one of those guys that shouts all of his wins from from the rooftops, and he's he's very open about that sort of stuff. So, uh, this recent downturn, he he gets into some deep talk about that, which mm-hmm. is really great. And uh, yeah, I do know I've known Noah for a couple of years now, and and I've learned a lot of things from him. He's a he's a wonderful guy. He's got his own podcast as well, Chasing Freedom. So listeners, make sure you go over there and check that out. And um, yeah, Noah's, he's a fantastic guy. So you're really going to enjoy the show. And without further ado, here's the episode. Welcome to the Investories podcast, Noah Evans. Welcome, Noah. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. No sweat. How are you doing today? Good, man. We're uh, we're cr- cruising through the last couple projects here and... Uh... I'm I'm on the tailwinds of my uh, flipping career here in uh, in Idaho. Ooh, we got to yeah, get into that one. So Noah is the uh, host of the Chasing Freedom show. Is that right, Noah? Yes, sir. And uh, it's I I read your bio. It says you uh, create solutions in a sea of obstacles. I like that. That's, Absolutely, that's man. Like. That's all. You know, ultimately, what else is business other than just solving problems, right? If you can solve problems, then you can find customers. Yep. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Yeah, funny story about so, that. My mom, my mom came out and stayed with me for uh, a, a few days and got to see like what my work day's like. And it, she, at the end of like the second day, she's like, "Oh my god, you deal with a lot of like, why does everyone just call you with a problem?" She's like, yeah, "You put out a lot of fires." I'm like, ah. for a second there, I felt like, "Oh wow, that's is that a good? That's probably like a bad thing. Like, why do I just? Why am I constantly like solving problems for other people?" And then I realized it's because it's what I like to do. Like, I actually enjoy doing that. It's welcome to business ownership, man. That's what it yeah. is. That's pretty much all you do is solve <laughs> problems. <laughs> so Noah, let's let's start with your specific strategy. What what do you what do you do? What do you own? What are you working on at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I started off in wholesaling uh like four or five years ago. That transitioned into flipping, which I think is a pretty natural progression for most investors. Uh scaled the flipping company up to, you know, about fifteen to twenty active projects at a time. And crashed horribly from that. It was just way too much, and it was so many moving pieces that we couldn't keep track of it. And we grew unnaturally fast, which wasn't—it's not a good thing. Um, and but we also crashed really hard, really fast too. So <laughs> there's there's equal weights to that scale there. 
And, uh, you know, th through all that, we've kind of, I've kind of stabilized out on my own now. Uh, I had a partner when we grew the flip company that my, my partner and I split and went separate ways. And uh, I picked up a couple more projects. We've always done some weird stuff. I mean, bought in houses with lot splits and um, we bought side-by-side -side Airbnbs on like an acre of land and threw an Airstream in the middle. So I've just always gotten creative. We did quite a few Airbnbs out here. And uh, now on the tail end of that, you know, we made a lot of money and then lost a lot of money and they all kind of balanced out. And on the tail end of that now, we're gonna finish up the last couple of projects here. And uh, I've been working on boutique motels uh, for the last like six months or so. So I signed my first one out uh, to a buddy of mine. Uh, you guys might know him, Michael Fitzgerald. He actually just moved to Hawaii. He's hanging out with Brandon all the time now. Super, super cool dude. And he's gonna finish out that one, which I'm super excited to see. And then, uh, man, I've been trying to convince Kyle to do this other one with me. But he's too freaking damn good of an investor, and he won't go outside of his buy box. Well, you never actually asked. I mean, I mean, should we should we just throw it out there? You never said, <laughs> Kyle, will you invest with me? Oh, that that's true. Great. I, it was. I did an indirect. <laughs> I tried to get you to come on the trip with me instead. Oh, that's true. That's true. You did. You did say that. So I, I gotta I gotta ask you, and I because we're gonna get into all that stuff that you just mentioned a second ago, but. Um, I like asking this question because we get so many different types of answers and, and I think I know what you're going to say, but, but maybe not. I get surprised every once in a while. Why real estate in the first place, right from the beginning? What, what was it about real estate that brought you into this? I mean, what, what was appealing? It's a great question, man. Um, if I hadn't been so unhappy at my corporate job, I would have never probably pursued this career path and, and investing in real estate and flipping houses and everything. Um, so it's just funny. Have you guys heard the analogy? It was like a Chinese proverb and it goes something like, you know, uh, a Mustang wandered into a guy's farm and everybody said, Oh my gosh, you're so lucky. And then his son broke his foot while riding the horse. And then everybody said, you're so unlucky. And then people came to take all the young men to war and his son couldn't go because he had a broken foot. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky. And each time he just keeps saying maybe, right? So any, like, my story is kind of like that, right? Like uh, I had that. to move from Utah and I left all of my connections behind and I did it to help my wife get through med school. And when I left Utah, I'd spent four years like winning business competitions and just like annihilating, you know, the, the competition there to build a network. Like I was very well networked at my school with other entrepreneurs and business owners. And I had awesome job opportunities. And the job I ended up taking is in freaking Yakima, Washington at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. So it's like, okay, everyone would be like, oh, you're so unlucky. You could have like stepped into like high level management positions and been around people succeeding at a high level. And instead you went into like a corporate franchise renting vehicles, not very cool. But, you know, if you think about, oh, you're not so, you're, you're so unlucky. That, pro that pushed me to want to do something more where somebody else didn't control how much money I make. When I get promoted, it wasn't based off ever, it was based off how long you were there. And there was just no freedom. Like I became the top salesman and every December, I just refused to allow them to tell me how much time I had off. I've been fired from a lot of jobs, by the way. And Same. so, yeah. So they'd be like, you can't take off more than two weeks at a time. I'd be like, dude, I'm going for the whole week of December. You can fire me if you want. And guess what? They never fired me, but <laughs> it just, it wasn't working for me, man. Like I worked hard all year and I wanted to spend that month with my family and they never wanted me to because they wanted me there to make money for them. Um, and ultimately that ended up pushing me to get into wholesaling. Uh, and that took a long time, eight months, no deals, spent every dollar I had on marketing, was ready to quit and finally close the deal. Isn't that amazing? Like, uh, sorry to interrupt you, John, but like, we just got to kind of, we, we got to 
brainstorm on this a little bit. Seems like most entrepreneurs and business owners are just the shittiest employees out there. You know, I mean, (laughs) I tell you what. And so for those of you listening, if you're just struggling and you're here and listening to this because you're trying to figure out what else there might be for you out there. Gosh, there's so many ways to make money in this world. So many ways to make money in this world. And whether it's consulting, figure out something that you're good at, become a consultant, start a business, fail at a business, start another business. Man, there's just so many different things. And and I think that kind of speaks to, I guess, your background in real estate because you have, you've tried everything. Well, you've tried a lot of things, not everything, because there's a, there's a billion different asset classes in, in real estate. But, you know, to, I mean, I guess that your success in the business world, does that really kind of help you get, get the motivation? Because you get one win and you're like, holy, yeah, I'm going to try something else, see if I can win at that. At least that's what I do. I don't know if that's if that's what you do also. Oh, yeah, dude. My, my ego gets fed when I'm stacking some wins. And all of a sudden, everything looks consumable. <laughs> and then you lose and then you get humbled. You know, it's, it's a roller coaster ride. It's just constant ups and downs. So speaking of that um, roller coaster ride, something you said actually about uh, your mom coming out and, and kind of watching you work and being like, holy shit, you were, uh, she might not have said holy shit, but um, wow, <laughs> your productivity and, and challenging problems and, and all that good stuff. Um, in terms of kind of from where you were in, in a corporate job to being that connector and that problem solver, what were the kind of shifts in, in mindset and the educational pieces that kind of made that happen? Yeah, absolutely. So shifts in mindset. Um, you know, while I was there uh, at the corporate job, it just is all very fixed, right? And so like the path is clear, put your head down, work hard, don't become a problem. And eventually you can make a hundred grand if you work for five, six years straight, right? Um, versus like entrepreneurship is like, I could lose a hundred grand tomorrow or I could make a hundred grand tomorrow. It's all based on my capacity. So I would say the main difference is the intensity in which you have to educate yourself. Um, you can't like, there's just no, there's no time to just like sit around and do nothing. Right. So it's like paying to be a part of masterminds, constantly reading new books, constantly listening to podcasts, constantly both being a guest and a host of a podcast. Um, those are the ways in which I kind of just like do my best to stay updated on what's going on. And you just never know like what you're going to grab that's all of a sudden going to change the entire way that you view something. Um, here's a, a very specific example of that. Um, Kyle, our mutual friend, Ryan Bullock, came on my show last week, second time he's on the show. I told him straight up, I was like, after the show, I was laughing because I kind of thought the episode was going to be a doozy. Like that was my, I was like, what else, what else is Ryan going to talk about, man? I, I, what else is he doing differently? You know, he owns a, an engineering company and he owns multifamily. And this is, you know, it, what else could we share? Ryan comes on and drops a freaking bomb on the way that he's financing properties and getting sellers to take second position notes with like 20%. They're only carrying 20% of the balance. And I'm like, dude, I feel like I could negotiate with sellers and get them to carry 20%. It's the, the problem is I need them to carry like 90%. But all of a sudden, here was a, here was a way to shift the model. And so I think that's the main shift going from a job to entrepreneurship is you have to constantly be educating yourself to stay ahead. I love that. from there. Perfect. Yeah, that's interesting stuff. And I, I, I know Ryan, Ryan, he's, he's a pretty amazing guy. He's, uh, we've had a, a handful of, of conversations at our mastermind meetings and on a lot of really good mindset stuff. And, uh, in fact, that whole group from, from the Maui mastermind, uh, part of Brandon Turner's deal and Tarl Yarber's deal is, uh, uh, there's a lot of very unique individuals and you really get to learn a lot about the different ways of doing real estate. Cause I don't know of anybody in that group 
that actually does the same thing. You know, it's it's amazing, and I've learned a ton of stuff from all of you guys. Um, I want to I want to ask one more question about uh, about your life in uh, the corporate world. Uh, what was it like? Because I, I remember what it was like for me to finally take that jump and, and quit and, and move along. Were you scared or did you have so much confidence <laughs> at that point that you were just like, you know what, I'm going to burn boats. I'm out of here. Wow. Let's do this. What, what, how, how did that work for you? Dude, I'll get super transparent because this is a super funny story. So I held on to the job long enough to qualify for my first owner-occupied loan on a property. And I bought a a house that had two levels, duplexes, I was outpriced. I couldn't even afford a duplex back in like 2020 when I did this, or 20, 2019 when I did this. And so I bought a split level home with two fenced yards. And uh, I just, I mean, God, God, had, God was looking out for me because I'm pretty sure that I left Enterprise before my loan closed and they never double verified my employment. So somehow it closed. But the, the timing was, I messed up on the timing. So I... <laughs> I was like, I was like so excited when I put my, my, my two weeks in, I was like, I'm done. I'm out of here. And, uh, the straw that actually tipped the camel's back. I mean, I was planning to leave anyways, but the straw that finally tipped the camel's back was I was trying to be an entrepreneur and I was like, okay, if I'm not going to leave my job. I need to do something here where I can make additional money. So I made a pitch to the, um, to like the head guy of like the, all the enterprises in Washington, Alaska and Idaho. And I said, Hey, I want to start a cleaning company to clean all of the branches. The cleaning companies were using are horrible. And I went and walked the stores with them and I showed them how terrible everything was cleaned. I said, this is embarrassing. We're a customer-facing company. We can't be running like this. And uh, he actually, you know, I'm sure he was looking out because he has a path that he needs to funnel people through and he needs them to take that path in order to grow his company. And that's the path he wanted me to take. But he literally told me, bro, I just need you to put your head down. I don't need you to become up with all these ideas. I just need you to make money in the store. And like wow. literally, I what sent him that email. What a great gift. Yeah. <laughs> I sent him that email that night. I was like, bro, I'm out. Good I'm for out. You. I, I, I could do a lot more and it, we could have grown together. But if, if that's what you're looking for, I'm no longer a fit. And then I got so scared after, after the fact that I actually asked to keep my job longer. And they were like, no, dude, you said you're out. <laughs> so when we talk about fear, man, yeah, I had a lot of fear. Thank you for listening to part one of this uh, amazing interview. Uh, please reach out investorspodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or investorspod on Instagram. Uh, I think also the same on, on TikTok. Reach out, connect. Uh, we're always happy to hear from you, happy to get questions, and we'd love to get you on the show if you want to come on and discuss uh, any questions you have or anything you're thinking about or any tactics or strategies. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, Tuesday Techers where we're going to dive into the kind of techniques and the strategies and that side of things. So uh, looking forward to connecting with you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Investories Podcast. We all have a story. What's yours? The Investories Podcast.